and the glory forever. Amen. Okay, friends, you have permission, right? Keep coloring. I did mine really fast. So if you've only done one and you want to go ahead and uh, color a few more, this will become an art piece for us next week, and you'll see your art and handiwork on there. Now, the less that you do means you can vision me and the rest of the staff coloring these in this week. Yeah, 879, 878, 877. So anyway, go ahead and, and uh, fill yours in. Ryan's got a good one, I noticed, up front. And uh, there he goes. He's on, number t- he's on number two. He's on number two. He just wants a free lunch, that's all. Okay, this is Palm Sunday. You ready for Palm Sunday? All right, it's a day of celebration, right? Can you envision it? Jesus is arriving finally in the city that he's been marching towards mostly for the second half of the book of Luke, Luke's gospel. What I find fascinating about the scriptural story is it starts in a garden and it ends in a city. There's a progression to the whole story. And we see the city as the primary place where the king of kings will be hoisted later this week. What I also find fascinating about most of Jesus' ministry, if you really think about it, his ministry is in the village. He's walking around kicking up Jesus' dust wherever he goes, right? Doesn't happen in the confines of a brick-and-mortar building. It happens out there in the streets. See, this is worship. Ministry happens out there when we... Go, thank you very much, Marilyn Colonier. She's multitasking, she's coloring and listening. <laughs> so this morning, what a great text, and we're going to find a phrase in the text that captured my imagination. Uh, I've entitled this, Go to the City. This morning's easy. A text, a story, a video clip, and a challenge. That's the flow of where we're headed. Are you ready? Should be easy. Should be easy. Let's go to the text. After Jesus had said this, he went on ahead, here he goes, goes up to Jerusalem, heading to the city on Palm Sunday. As he approached Bethpage and Bethany at the hill called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples and he said to them, are you ready for this phrase? Look at it. Go to the village ahead of you. Go to the village ahead of you. Go to the city right in front of you. Go to that place. And when you go there, you'll find a colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it. Bring it here. I like this. If anyone asks you, hey, why are you stealing my colt? (laughs) What are you taking my colt for? Why are you untying it? Say the Lord needs it. The Lord needs it. The Lord needs us. The Lord needs you. Those who were sent ahead went and found it just as he had told them. That cult in that village And as they were untying the the colt, its owners asked them, why are you stealing my colt? Alarm system goes off. 
Security drives up, and they replied what they were supposed to. They were listening. The Lord needs it. And they brought it to Jesus. And they threw their cloaks on the colt, and they put Jesus on it. And as he went along, people spread their cloaks on the road. They made a red carpet (laughs) for the king. When he came near the place where the road goes down to the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples, now check this out, began joyfully, joyfully praising God in loud voices. You know what that means? High decibels. (laughs) Thank you. High decibels. They began joyfully to praise God in loud voices. Why? For all of the miracles they had, say it with me, seen. It wasn't a quiet me and Jesus moment. This was a party and a celebration in the streets of the city, of the village. And they said, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And I find this verse fascinating. Some of the grumpy people, some of the rascals, again the Pharisees, in the crowd said to Jesus, hey, rabbi, hey, teacher, hey, rebuke them. (laughs) Tell them to keep it quiet. I tell you, he replied, you got to love this. If they keep quiet, the stones, they're going to cry out. If we keep quiet, the stones are going to cry out. If we don't raise the roof in celebration and joy and gratitude and thanksgiving for the miracles that we have seen as Jesus goes into the village, the city ahead of us, If we don't do that and see the results of that and give God glory, praise, honor, and thanks, if we don't say thank you, God, stones will. Are you a stone? Don't answer that. You already know the answer. Is this a great text? The reading of God's holy word. Let's pray. Silence before the celebration. But yes, there is a time to celebrate. There's a time to be loud. There's a time to give gratitude. There's a time to give praise. There's a time to give worship. And it should raise the roof. Because if we don't do it, even inanimate objects that have no life will. Inspire us, transform us, chide us and challenge us. This day, this week, this month, and this year. Come, Lord Jesus, come. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. So Jesus goes into the city on Palm Sunday. There's that word go. What I find fascinating, you know, when you open up your Facebook account, right, and and there's a thing in there that says, what's on your mind? You ever seen that? Yes, you have. I wonder what was on Jesus' mind as he rides into Jerusalem. He had a hunch what was happening. I'm not sure a whole lot of other people did. What was on his mind? I think a little bit of fear. And yet, he stuffed it. 
The king is in the city. They crown him the king of kings and the lord of lords, and yet he knows what's coming down. What's next on the agenda? And by the end of the week, he's going to be praised radically differently than any other leader throughout all of human history. He's going to reign high because of humility. He'll conquer with compassion. He'll lead in love. Govern with grace. His kingdom will wield kindness. (laughs) Kindness. His foreign policy will be forgiveness. Domestic policy, divine judgment for all. His immigration policy, stand with the stranger and alien amongst us. He'll unleash all of this in the village, in the city, in the town ahead of him. For generations upon generations. The realm of God, the kingdom of God will be made manifest if those 12 motley followers actually follow. (laughs) If they come out of their safe and secure places, the campuses, the caves that they hide in, to wield this conspiracy of love, a kingdom of justice, grace, and compassion, and forgiveness to all people in all places, in all times. Wow. That's what's going to happen this week. The kingdoms and rulers of the world, everything that we're so used to seeing, business as usual, is going to be turned upside down. And he's not going to tweet back a word. He's going to let it happen. Wow. What strength. What power. That's our God. A story. Ready for a story? So a week ago, there were four of us, got into Roy's truck at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah, hear that. (laughs) Five in the morning, 14 hours straight, 650 miles, but who's counting? (laughs) We go down to Vizcaino and had a great trip and and came back, and Fermin and Don was there. And I think, and we're still friends. Probably better friends now than ever. Came back, and I wasn't really, I mean, I wasn't ready for what I got when I got home. Stay with me, don't worry. Got home Tuesday late afternoon, early evening. I felt jet lagged, even though it was 14 hours of this. Got out of the truck. And we were trying to get home quickly so that I could see my granddaughter. I really hadn't seen in a month. She's 17 months old, and a lot can happen in a month, right? And we weren't sure. But we drove up, and my daughter was putting the car seat in the back of the car, so, or fixing it. I went into the house, and I wasn't ready for what happened, honestly. I still haven't gotten over it. 
Walked into the house, had my sunglasses on, my backpack, put my backpack down, looked at Cora and Don who were snuggling on the couch where you're supposed to be, because our granddaughter's perfect. And Cora looked at me, like, is that, wait, is that who I think it is? That's who I think it is. She climbed over Don, onto the floor, and pitter-pattered over to me with her hands up in the air like this, right? Oh, hi, buddy. Picked her up and put her right here. And she would not let go. She just wouldn't let go. I'm not lying, right? She wouldn't let go. I was like, wait. In fact, I was the one that had to put her in her car seat about 25 minutes later. She wouldn't go to Nana. She's got like the best Nana in the world. She wouldn't even go to Mama, which I remember those days. (laughs) She's hung right here. And I mean, around. It was real. I can remember, I just, I was blown away. I, I honestly didn't think I played that big of a role in her tiny little world. I, honest to goodness, didn't think that was the case. I mean, yeah, I watched her once a week, the way Grandpa does. <laughs> With a remote in one hand, half asleep in the other. Any mess is good, you're good, it's all good. You want, you're crying, you want something to eat? No, good, <laughs> click, click, right? I, but here's the thing, I really didn't think I played that big of a role in her little world. Blew me away. I wonder if we, the church, underestimate how big a role we play in the village ahead of us in the cities right in front of us. This is right outside this wall. I've been been struggling, I've been thinking about that all week. Maybe we underestimate what big a role we play in the city, in the village. Right here. if we stuff the fear and actually go. The prophet Jeremiah says this when they're in captivity in a foreign land. It's a great text. Seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Remember? They're oppressed by their oppressor in a strange and foreign land. It's like being taken from Brea and Placentia and Fullerton and Anaheim Hills, wherever you call home. It's, it's like being taken from there and thrown across the border into a strange land, a strange country, a strange language. And Jeremiah says this, Seek the peace and prosperity to the city which I have carried you. Pray to the Lord for it. And this is as if that's not strong enough. Because if it prospers, so too shall you. Wow. I'm pretty sure I underestimate what role we play 
in a city. I want to show a movie clip from a movie called Elizabeth, the Golden Age. Anybody seen that movie? All right. Good, only two people. (laughs) Sir Walter Raleigh goes back to Queen Elizabeth and starts to talk about this strange land as an adventurer, as an explorer that he seeks out and finds. Can you imagine what it would be like to just go to the city? Perhaps when we stuff the fear. Check it out. Queen Elizabeth, the Golden For weeks, Age. You see nothing but the horizon. Perfect and empty. You live in the grip of fear. Fear of storms. Fear of sickness on board. Fear of the immensity. So you must drive that fear down deep into your belly. Study your charts. Watch your compass. Pray for a fair wind. And hope. Pure. Naked. Fragile. Hope. Let us the archduke from the court of waiting. Let them wait. Go on, Mr. Raleigh. You were hoping? At first, it's no more than a haze on the horizon. So you watch. a smudge, a shadow on the far water, for a day, for another day, the stain slowly spreads along the horizon taking form, until on the third day you let yourself believe dare to whisper the word land land life resurrection a true adventure coming out of the vast unknown out of the immensity into new life That, Your Majesty, is the new world. That's where Jesus went. Not new land. But in distance he saw Jerusalem. It was hazy at first. Could barely make it out in the distance in the fog. As the Middle Eastern breeze scorched his face, he saw it. He knew it was coming. He stuffed his fear and he went. He went to that village. He went to that city. He went to that place.
Consider this week with me as a church presencing the realm of God wherever we call home, in the village ahead of us, in the city right before us. Oh yeah, it might be a vague, distant haze right now. We may be afraid of the other. But Jesus went, and so ought we, to that place, to that village, kick up some Jesus dust. The realm of God is soon to be here. So if you're a teacher, presence the good news in your classroom. If you work in a hospital, presence the good news in those halls and in those patients and in the eyes and souls of the people you meet. If you work in City Hall, presence the good news there. You don't have to say anything. You just have to be present. What if we just presenced the good news? By being there. By showing up. By allowing the wonderful spirit and wind and breath of God to transform us and that place. (laughs) If you haul garbage, presence the good news there. If you're a lawyer, presence it in in the courts. If you're an athlete in the locker room and on the playing fields. If you're a businessman or woman, presence it in the cubicle right next to you and the people you rub shoulders with day in and day out. Presence, the realm of God. What if God's people actually went to the city? No one can do this task alone, neither could Jesus. It wasn't just Jesus doing this gig, (laughs) right? He had 12 folks and a lot more that are unnamed. He had folks that kicked up Jesus' dust with him for three years and went, buried the fear. And they went together, coalesced in the power of the Spirit of God that by the end of this week would raise Jesus Christ from the dead and can take these old stones and allow us to raise the roof again. I got one simple call to action. You ready? You okay with me? How you doing? You with me? Don't forget, color these things. It's not just about it's not just about these two guys in the front row going to the city on behalf of all of us. It's not just about me and these two guys or Ad Barbara and Mindy. Right? It's all of us. It doesn't work unless we all go. It doesn't work unless we all play our role. Jesus knew it. And look what happened. We're still talking about it 2,000 years later. We're still believing in it 2,000 years later. Generations of atheists and skeptics are trying to talk us out of it. And yet there's something deep down inside of every single one of us that won't let it go. Why? Because we believe. We believe. Do you believe? That's just called the handiwork of God. 
So here's a challenge. Bring somebody next week. Just bring them. We're going to be outside. They can dress grungy. It's just going to be a big party. I promise you. We're not going to do half the churchy stuff we normally do. It'll still be recognizable, but it's going to be a joyful celebration. We're going to have fun. We're going to tell stories. We're going to sing songs. People across the street are going to hear us. You know, we're, we got this soundproof thing that called walls right now. People, we're going to go. You want to go? You want to go with me? Let's pray. I know I'm scared half the time. And yet, I know I got fears. And yet, I know I don't want to offend anybody. And yet, And yet, and yet, and yet. (laughs) This is Friday soon. Sunday. Sunday. It'll soon be here. Empower us, energize us, transform us, provoke us, unleash us, reveal us to go. (laughs) To go. to that village ahead of us. And when people ask us what we're doing, well, God's just untying our hands and feet. 